So welcome back again to the second part of Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Keeley, still joined by Shane Ambrose on the end of the Skype line. And it's a pleasure for me to introduce someone who I met a few years ago, actually, in a faith camp uh, for children here in Abbeyfield, organised by Martina O'Sullivan, a good friend of the family. Um, good morning, Annette O'Donnell. Welcome to Come and See Inspirations. Thank you so much for having me, John. That's that's a few years ago now since I met you there back at the faith camp with our good friend um, Martina O'Sullivan. I was speaking with her in more recent days and she asked me to mm. pass on her regards to you. Well done. Now, you're from Mitchellstown, I think, in County Cork, and you're attending university in Dublin. Mm-hmm. How did someone like you get involved with a faith camp in Abbeyfield? Well, I was very blessed when I was in third year in secondary school. Our religion teacher, Martha Kent, she set up a faith camp in Mitchellstown and asked for volunteers from the school um, to go and to just help with the children. And I suppose maybe the incentive was going into transition year, we were undertaking different awards like the Goshka, and it was almost advanced payment towards those hours. So almost half a year volunteered at it. And the first, it was my first ever faith camp. And I was on art and I saw nothing but glitter and glue for the week. (laughs) I loved it. Um, And yeah, from there, then the following year I did art more and Abby Field almost became my second home I said with the lovely O'Callaghan's and um, Martina and, and all the people down there beautiful yeah. people tell me do, um, did, did faith play a, an important part of your family just before before the faith camp as you were growing up in your family um, I suppose I would have gone to mass of a Sunday and maybe under a little bit of protest um, I, we would always <laughs> We, yeah, we would have had or we would have had to go to mass on a Sunday. We would have known how to pray the rosary, um, and my mom would have good faith. So there was there was a lingering of it, absolutely. Beautiful. So after after um, faith camp in Abbeyfield, you continued on your mm-hmm. faith journey with a few more uh, episodes. One of which I believe was, I think it was last year. You said you attended a Sikh conference in Indianapolis. What's mm-hmm. a, what's a Sikh conference, and why did you go? A very good question. Um, so Sikh is a conference that is held in the States, as you said, in America, and it is for university students um, or young professionals to attend. It's run by Focus Missionaries. So Focus stands for a Fellowship of Catholic University Students. And these are all people who have graduated in college you know, some of them might have done science, history, medicine, whatever. And they're taking a year out, maybe a year, two years, three years to go back and serve on campus in universities and to establish, I suppose, um, relationship between um, between college students and themselves um, to help them in their relationship with God. So there's almost a thousand missionaries worldwide. It's a phenomenal story about how it grew and the fruits that they're bringing about is just unbelievable. Um, And so when I was in second year in college, I lived with uh, girls who were in UCD 
I myself don't go to UCD, but through them and their contact with the Focus Missionaries on campus, I got to know about Focus. And I remember one of the missionaries, we were volunteering just at an event in Dublin. And one of the missionaries said to me, Annette, you're going to go to America um, to the conference. And I said, absolutely not. I thought it was completely ludicrous that you fork out a fortune um, on flights and everything else to go to in America to go to a conference that was in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, God's ways are always bigger than our own, John. Yes, and yeah. I ended up going, um, uh, so actually I went twice. I went to the first conference, which is in Chicago, two years ago. And then the second conference I went to was Seek. So that had over 18,000 university students present and my god did the americans tell us what it was to have faith wow you know like during adoration in this amazingly massive hall you could hear a pin drop and there were eighteen thousand knees on the ground you know thirty six thousand because both knees were on the ground it was phenomenal and the speakers were just top class um and of course we were irish we were adored over there it was just a phenomenal experience and one that i'll definitely never forget sally can i just ask you again did you say eighteen thousand? yeah okay i thought i had i i had a beautiful experience in medjugorje a few mm-hmm. times when I'd be at I'd be at adoration there, and uh, you know maybe there'd be a few thousand there, you know maybe ten thousand, maybe you know, but 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 mm-hmm. eight, eighteen thousand young people mm-hmm. not hearing a pin yeah. drop. Unbelievable, and I suppose you know oftentimes when you're at mass here and you can feel like you are really part of the minority, being a young person, and just seeing that faith that amount of faith being contained in one room was just really inspiring and i suppose another thing is you know to describe the americans that were there they were unashamedly catholic um and it's something you really notice you know i oftentimes people you know might say oh, are you off to mass? And, you know, even if you are, you'd say, yeah, oh, but sure, only because the parents are making me go. You know, we sometimes feel like we need to defend ourselves. We have to explain ourselves. And it does make you question why, you know, you know, maybe there's that little bit of shame lingering there. Um, but their faith was just such a beautiful part of them. And they were really moving mountains with their evangelization. Um, yeah. And, you know, I suppose I understood when I was there why you needed to go to go to Indianapolis to have that experience with that amount of people um, and the religious that were there. I mean, the queue of priests that processed up and down before and after mass, it there was a wait of up to three minutes just for them to pass. It was surreal. Yeah. And I suppose, you know, the whole thing about being Catholic is we're part of being part of the church is being part of a very big, um, very big church. And that was just really evident to see. 
Just going back there, and, and you mentioned there about speakers, I, I would imagine that the speakers there were speaking to the experience of young people, and that's what spoke to the young people. They needed to hear things from where they were, i.e. Mm-hmm. they're in the culture and all the problems attended to the culture. So they were speaking to to the people who were living in 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 the culture, but with that faith aspect too. Would that be right? Yeah, absolutely. I suppose they were relevant and they were relatable. Um, they knew what the student experience was like. And some of the speakers, you know, they were just students a very short time ago. Um, but I suppose they were practical in their approach as well. You know, they know the struggles. You know, one person decides to set up a, a prayer meeting on campus, all enthusiastic, and all of a sudden no one's turning up. Um so, you know, what are the practical ways that we can establish um, a real relationship with Christ, with people? And I suppose the focus model of that, um, what they would term discipleship, is very effective in that manner. What they advocate is you invest in two people, just two. Um, so you get to know those people, you build a friendship with those people and you introduce those people to God and you know the idea is eventually each both of those two people will go on to disciple two other people um and you know they did a model and you know it's it's I suppose that is that is a, a lot more effective than we can think in terms of you know I need to we need a people at a prayer meeting um and i suppose you know looking at looking at the lord he had 12 disciples and there is a lot that we can learn if we go back to that just before we leave uh we will leave this particular section you, you might just uh, just stay with me just for this last little uh, question um from your experience annette and i've asked this over a number of people over over the over the years what would you say to, to listeners of this programme who might be young or maybe not so young, who are struggling uh, these days to stay connected with God in the culture with all that's been thrown against them and all the negativity and so on and so forth? Mm-hmm. I suppose, you know, we can struggle to find God because of all the distraction that we have. Um, so taking a time where you just remove that distraction, you know, in peace and quiet, first thing in the morning, last thing at night, in the car, and, you know, know that God is always there, and he is just waiting for you to ask, to talk to him, and how do you talk to God? You pray, and that is what prayer is, and, you know, I suppose so many people can can say, well, how do I pray? And the simplest prayer is, is your how how you're feeling and how what you want to ask God just ask him um keep trusting no yeah that that's what I would say know yeah. that he is all there hmm. so ask him and keep asking him um because he he will talk back he will show you the way um keep asking is what I would say and make time you know I suppose it's like any relationship we we live our lives and they're so busy and then something happens and we say, oh God, why did you do that? Yeah. Mm. And 
you know, I suppose if you imagined it in terms of relationship, you know, oftentimes it could be a very unhealthy relationship yeah. where it's it's a one way system. And we need to realize that that it, it does work as a two way system. Thank you so much indeed for that, Annette. Are you going to stay with us for the Gospel Reflection? You are? Of course. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> now, before that, I asked you to choose a little piece of music. Uh, what music did you, yes. would you choose? And why? Um, and why? So I talked a little bit about that moment when I looked around and there was everyone with their 36,000 knees on the ground. And the, the hymn that was playing at the time was Oh Come to the Altar. And yeah, it just it has a beautiful memory for me of seek. And when you listen to the words, it is, you know, it's like an invitation from God and it's just a warm embrace that he wants to give. It's beautiful and I do love it. Maybe maybe this is our chance too to to also just give the Lord a few minutes here while we're listening to this beautiful piece of music and it's sung by Elation in Worship and it's entitled Oh Come to the Altar. So 